Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are so excited to be with you this Thursday, another day with our beloved listeners. And we have a topic that we are both very, very passionate about, which is why you do not need to respond though. I think we have so much pressure in our world. Everything is instant. We talked about this last week with the phones, but everything's instant. Everybody wants you to respond to their text message, to respond to their email, to respond to their call, to respond to their social media post or to their a direct message and I'm telling you it is difficult to slide into all the DMs and to respond to all the text messages and to make sure that the phone is easily accessible at all times and it makes me stress though Tiffany how about you right I recently thought to myself I'm gonna clear my email inbox and respond to all the starred emails I, I didn't do it actually I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's impossible it's impossible it's I mean I'm it, it feels like it's set up to fail it feels like it's set up yes. to fail but it's true everybody has access to us and we yes. are not a 24-hour pharmacy we no. are not available open no. to everyone Mm-mm. at all times and I think for those of us who are people pleasers this feels terrifying to not respond to everyone in a time mm. that they want or at all mm. because we want to keep people happy because we A, want them to like us or B, fear their wrath. So it's just one of those things <laughs> where responding is costing us something. There's time. We're adding up all the time. You know, last week we talked about when we turn off our phone or when we look at moments or the uh, the you know, time app on the iPhone. If you have that, Mm. I've been using that since Ashley mentioned it, um, last week. And I had no idea, Ashley, I was giving you such shade for like, what'd you say you spent like (laughs) 12 hours? No, not 12 in a day. Okay. You know, no, not a day in a week. Okay. That seems actually quite fair, but (laughs) I, (laughs) I wanted to screenshot it to you last night because I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm such a hypocrite. But you want to know what? The majority of my time was spent on the time on the clock app. You, no yes, way! The actual clock app. And Are you why. serious? Nope, I have good reason. Is because I have to time how often Jericho reads to me, and he has to read twenty to twenty-five minutes a day. So hmm. I have the I have the stopwatch going all the time. It's the most useful thing I use on that stinking phone. So it showed like you know what would reflect twenty to twenty-five minutes a day in the app, and I was just like, man, this is skewed data because. It this is. doesn't feel like I'm on my, I mean, it's sitting next to me while the stopwatch is going, but anyway, totally. anyway, all the responses. Yeah, I definitely think responding want. is so difficult to have that all the time, but I will tell you something I do not struggle with <clears throat> what you said earlier. I do not struggle with not ever responding. Like sometimes I just don't respond. I'll just be like, great. I read that, delete it. Or I just don't deal with it. Or I never, ever, ever respond. I don't know what that thing is in me. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I think great. You, Done. <laughs> you, I think you read too many boundaries books by him. <laughs> you, are, you are not wrong about that. I did read every boundary book. The boundary books for me as a person, boundaries for leaders, boundaries in a marriage. I mean, I read them all. I literally read them all. Boundaries in dating. Changes all of that them. heal. Changes that heal. Safe people. I read them all. You're you read accurate. Them all. That's for right. it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you know you don't owe the world to everybody. That is true. I do know that. (laughs) But for those of us who struggle with it, let's talk about some things to keep in mind as we feel like we need to respond to everyone. Just like you said, sliding into the DMs Mm -hmm. or the emails or, you know, the pigeons people send out, whatever it may be. It's (laughs) amazing. Or Marco Polo. Oh, Marco Polo. I mm-hmm. stopped Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're on Marco Polo. We shouldn't tell people this. <laughs> I mean, I I was and then I wasn't. So I don't feel like low you key have a margin. I respond like, you're right. I don't. That's not you. I know you well it enough to know that yeah. this is probably a platform you should you should never stay be away on. from. Yeah, correct. I need to bury it where Snapchat is. Dead. Yes, <laughs> and we're not of Snapchat age. We are. No. We can't be doing that. Who no. is Snapchatting? Really, They're, who is doing this? But why do they have such cool filters, Ashley? I mean, they do. They have the best. But come on, Snapchat. Snapchat. I'm too old, man. I'm yeah, too tired. Same. I'm not about that life. No, I can't live that life. Also, I found out secrets about people I don't need to know. I'm like, <gasps> what? What are you doing in the club? What is, what is happening right now? And I just, I don't need that stress in my brain. <laughs> when I see, you know what? I can't even with the social media. And that's another thing I don't need to respond to is all people's invitations. You know, this is just so, oh, so many invitations to do all the things. You know, on, you know, yes. that events page on Facebook. Oh, I, I don't, I don't even that. deal with that. It's just, do you know how many clothing exchanges I've missed because I don't <laughs> look at that thing? Same for birthday parties. I'm like, you couldn't you invite me some other way besides Facebook? I don't I mean, I'm not on here. I don't know what's happening right now. I missed a baby shower of a dear friend oh, from high school. Oh, that's horrible. Because I wasn't on Facebook events. <laughs> I'm sick about it. I don't I know can't. if that's her fault or yours, I have I to should, say. Well, she's not throwing the shower. She's not throwing the shower. Someone else is throwing it. <laughs> that that third party is to blame and I will Yes. <laughs> I'm sick about it. I need to send her some on Amazon. I'm gonna write that down. Okay. 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 But that's the thing. There's too many platforms for us to respond to. Mm -hmm. This isn't a hundred years ago where you were expecting a letter in the mail and that was it. This is a day and age where everyone has access to you, but you are not built. Our listeners are not built to respond to everybody who wants a piece of the pie. And here's what you have to remember. Here's what I have to remember. Here's what we all need to remember. We only have so much margin. That's right. Once you spend your time on Instagram on 12 hours a week, once you (laughs) do your dishes, your laundry, order your groceries, all of that thing, go to work, you know, do the thing, go to the bathroom, all the things, shower for the love of God, shower. You know, twice a week. You shower twice a week? No way. About every other day I'm averaging. Every time I've been with you, you've showered one or two times a day. So I feel like you're (laughs) lying. I know how much you shower. You use more water than anyone I've ever met. They put well, I'm those, no longer in a drought. I live in they New put York those, where we have no, great They put water. those droughts on because of you. They saw you <laughs> All so of Los rude. Angeles County was in a drought because of how many showers you No, Los Angeles is in a drought because of the billionaires who won't stop watering their big yards. <gasps> Ooh, those jackals. Yeah, oh exactly. God. We're not responding to them. <laughs> We're just kidding. We love you, LA. You're the we best. We do. We do love you, LA. And we love all your food. We well, do. that's all why I love LA. Yum. So And there's good. some real special people there. There is. So we have to choose what we have time for and mm-hmm. what we don't. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. We can't apologize for it. I think yep. that, you know, we go to people saying, oh, I'm so sorry I'm getting back to you. And here's mm-hmm. what we can do. We can go to people saying, oh, thank you so much for waiting. For those who do 
deserve a response that. back. Hey, thank you so much for waiting. I think give them. I really love how you flipped that yeah. too. Where it's like, okay, I'm not going to apologize that it took me a few days to get back to you because that's normal. So thank you so much for waiting. Here's what I'm, when I'm available or, or just respond and whatever needs to be responded to. I love flipping that script. Yeah, I think it's really helpful. Also, I am in the season of life where I have little kids, which equals play dates. Mm-hmm. And I have a J-O-B. I have a few of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I don't always have the margin that it may appear I do. Yep. And so I think I've had to get good at, hey, thank you so much for the invitation. But just in this season of life, I'm not able to have room for that. And, and also, you know, we've talked about this in the past, Ashley, mm-hmm. but we do have friends that we want to invest in and we want yes. to spend time with and we yeah. want to receive from and we want to really spend our lives on and, and not, not let alone our family. So I think that we have to be willing to say no because if we say yes to everything, we will be a little bit to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's it. You just spread yourself so thin. And I, I absolutely know about that. We've talked about this on other podcasts, but spreading yourself so thin. Um, and especially like as a pastor, for example, like I actually, I have work to do. I'm not actually on the church staff, um, but I have work to do and I have a job. And so I think sometimes that that is difficult for me to manage that tension. And I'm sure whether you're a pastor or not, you feel this, um, whoever's listening to, to us share about this topic, but I often can schedule meetings with people when I have childcare. And so then I realize like, oh my gosh. So I spent six hours of my eight hour day traveling and meeting with people in different places. And then I have like two hours to actually get work done. And so I would find myself working at odd hours or working at nighttime or trying to make the gap up during nap time when I really actually need some time to myself so that I can be a sane person. Um, and I don't always get this right, but that's one thing I've noticed is like, man, when I spread myself so thin, um, and give all my time away, then I don't actually have time to accomplish the things that I'm supposed to be doing and the dreams that are in my heart and the responsibilities that I have for work. Um, and as a person who works from home and works on my own stuff quite often, that's another challenge. I don't know if you experience this as well. I mean, you hinted at it with the, the mommy play dates and not having the time that other people think you have. But I think sometimes working from home, it's like, oh, I could do this here. I could do that there. I could fit this in over there. And then you realize, no, I actually have to make time to build this dream. I really do. Um, and that has to come at the expense of somebody hearing a no. Um, and that's okay because we have to, in order to get a good yes, we have to give a lot of good no's. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jen Hatmaker in an interview was asked the most common question, how do you do it all? And she mm-hmm. simply said, I don't. I love that. I don't. <laughs> and I love that. And I think we, we just got to move past this guilt. And yeah. I think a lot of it is rooted in, and I know we have kind of a silly title, but a lot of it is rooted in we feel valuable and worthy when we are available to other people. Yes. And for those who have the gift of serving, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about uh, that that's your gift and, and you know that there's people you should be available. I'm talking about when you only feel worthy when you are available to other people that is where you Mm. find your worth and that is that's not of the Lord and I think when we find our identity in Christ and when we allow him to declare our worth which has been there since birth Mm -hmm. we can walk through this life understanding we we don't owe and have to prove who we are to everyone we Mm -hmm. simply can be who we are we can really look at our life and think what do I have time for 
Who do I need to respond to? Mm-hmm. And and we're not saying ghost people. That's not what we're saying. Totally. We're saying have boundaries of yes. where you say yes to and who you say yes to and understand that you don't owe everyone an explanation, especially. That's right. You can simply let your no be no. Yes. You don't owe an explanation of your priorities, yep. of your schedule, of your vision for your day and months and years to come. That is yours. That's that's your knowledge, not yeah. necessarily to be shared with others. I think another thing that we have to work through is FOMO. Yes. Ashley, do you Goodness, have FOMO? say a word about it. I mean, sometimes I do. Honestly, I'm too tired right now in this season of my life to have that much FOMO. Um, <laughs> but it is a thing when you, when you realize like, oh, I said no to that event and look at that beautiful table that they're all sitting at and it looks so fun. And I really wish I had said yes to that, or I wish I would have gotten a babysitter so I could go. Um, so FOMO I think is really real when you feel like you're just missing out on the fun or you're missing out on the opportunity or you're missing out on the growth that could be happening or the depth of relationship that other people are experiencing. But I think, you know, as you've said on other podcasts, keeping the vision for your life ever in front of you helps with FOMO. It's like, I know what I said no to because this is actually what I want to build. And that helps me not feel like, oh, I wish I was there because I know confidently that I'm where I'm supposed to be. So whether that's me resting at nighttime because I just don't need to go out, you know, it's like I I actually need sleep. Great. Or if it's choosing to be with one friend who I really want to connect with on a deep level so I can open my soul up and share what's really going on in my life, then that's a good no. And it might have come at the expense of going to an awesome dinner party, but I received what I needed to receive and I built the thing that I value the most. Um, So I think keeping that vision in front of you of what you want keeps you from having FOMO. So well said. I have nothing to add to that. You included every <laughs> every detail. So well said. I I will be honest. I only struggle with FOMO, and I noticed it when you said it too. If it was food related, did you hear yourself? You said, "Oh, I saw that table, and I saw that food." <laughs> Jesse, you said, "Yeah." If I know there was a good meal and I missed out, I'm like, "Oh snap." There's definitely some FOMO there. Just to be I honest totally with you feel all. the same because it's like it's yeah. it's the table. We're both so yep. passionate about that, you know. So um, passionate. Something else you said that I wanted to add to earlier when you were just talking about saying no. Um, something I did learn in all my beautiful boundary books is that no is a complete sentence. Period. Like just no. It's a complete sentence. We don't have to add anything to it. And I noticed like years ago what I used to do when I was saying no to someone or something, I would say no because I have this, this, and this. And I would explain my week or give them all this context about why I'm saying no. And then I realized no is just a complete sentence. I don't have to explain my week to people. I don't have to give them a long list of reasons why I'm saying no. It's just no, I can't do that right now. Thank you so much for the invitation. And that's, that's the whole no. Um, and that really set me free um, to just be able to give a proper no and not feel so guilty about it. It's like, no, I'm making the decision that I know I need to make. Um, so no is a complete sentence. I love that. And I think why we go into that explanation of, oh, I can't do it because of X, Y, Z, is because we are so afraid of hurting people. That is There's no intentional hurt when you say no. If they choose to receive hurt, we can't control how they feel. Right. But there's a difference, and we'll get into this in later podcasts, in later episodes, rather. There's a difference between hurt and harm. Like, there's if they receive that, if they receive or feel hurt, Again, we didn't choose that. Our no isn't intend to hurt somebody. We're allowed to live our lives and say no. And for some of you out there, you need to hear that. You're allowed to say no. Come on. You just are allowed to say no. 
you keep saying yes because you feel like you have no other way to live your life and you do not have to live like that. And I you love can that. you can you don't have to respond even to the things that appear noble like you know if you're a mom joining the PTA or mm-hmm. joining that specific you know mommy morning out or whatever it may be mm-hmm. if it doesn't serve your soul and make sense in this season you don't have to say yes for yes sake. Yep. You can simply say no. And I just love how you said that no is a complete sentence. Oh my mm. gracious. That's so good. One thing else I want us to hit on is that you don't need to respond to the haters. Come on. That's there, a word. Isn't it though? I just, um, I have an example about two and a half years ago, I wrote an article for a very popular website that featured a lot of sarcastic mommy blogs, mommy articles and essays. And I was so honored to be featured on their blog when I submitted uh, an essay and it, the title was why my son doesn't know he's black. And my son at the time was three and a half, four, so little. And he didn't understand what it meant to be a black man in America was the point of my article. And I was no fool. I knew that people would disagree with me. And the point of my article was that it is my job as his mother to prepare him that no matter how somebody treats him, that he has the responsibility and the honor and the privilege to love everyone as equals. Hmm. And girl, you should have seen those comments. Oh my goodness. It was shared about 13,000 times, this Hmm. article. And the, the hundreds upon hundreds of comments was, you're racist and my kids don't see color and how could wow. you even write Jeez. this and say this? And Well, that just prepared you for 2018, didn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, this was a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, this was a hot minute ago. It was 2015 when I wrote that. So it was just a reminder that... Not everybody is going to agree with you, and they are going to make sure you know it. Yes, they are. And it isn't my job to defend myself and constantly respond and give an explanation. Oh, but this is what I meant. I said what I said. I said what I said, what I said, and I meant it. Yep. And I slept like a baby. I tell you what, I just refused to let it get to me. Some people got found... (laughs) They tracked my blog through it and emailed me directly just saying what an awful person I was. And I know you've gotten that as well. Yes. And we don't have to respond to the haters. The haters will always be there. They do not get a piece of our hearts. Not now, not ever. We can listen. And if they have something valuable, if there is a shred of truth in what they're saying, we can be learners. Yeah, we'll take it. But if it's hate. Yep. No, there's no room for that. We don't have to respond to that. And I hope, listener, really, you are catching me on that. Yeah. When someone is throwing shade, you do not need to explain yourself. Yes. You do not have to continually explain. You don't owe that to them. They have not earned that right in your life. Yep. And you don't owe that to them. I wholeheartedly agree. And while we're on this topic, because, yes, I've definitely spent a lot of time with the haters and then regretted it um, and learned how to just not respond to things. But also unsolicited advice is another thing you don't have to respond to. 
Like I think about um, how many times in my week somebody is giving me advice for something I didn't ask advice for. You know, maybe you're just sharing what's happening in your day and then another person decides to tell you what you could do better or how you could fix it or whatever, unsolicited advice at all times. And what I've learned to do there, instead of expending emotional energy, which I think is what you're also talking about with your haters, like it actually cost us energy to mm-hmm. deal with that, to respond to them, to start a dialogue with people who don't mm-hmm. have any intention of actually having a conversation or hearing you. And so with unsolicited advice, I've learned to just be like, thank you so much and, and change the topic instead of explaining to them why I don't need that advice or how I tried that already and it actually didn't work for me or whatever. Just no response. Just thank you. Thank you so much for those thoughts. And then keep it moving. Like we don't need to respond to unsolicited advice any more than we need to respond to the haters. And for goodness sake, if there's something you can take, wonderful. You know, maybe somebody gives you unsolicited advice and you're like, thank you. That actually is a blessing to me. But if you're sharing something and you know you don't need what they have, just say thank you so much and keep it moving because it's just not worth the emotional energy you will expend to explain things to them. <laughs> I love that you said if they give you that unsolicited advice, don't take it, but you can still say thank you so much. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to listen to our conversation today and think, oh, I can just blow people off. <laughs> it's not what we're saying. That's true. That's yes. That's not Be what kind. we're saying. It isn't, isn't <laughs> why you can blow people off, though. It's right? why you do not need to respond, though. <laughs> totally. Big difference, people. Big difference. <laughs> but really examining what is, what do I have margin for? Yes. Who can I serve? What's my role? What do I have time to respond to yeah, and not straying from what you know you are called to in this season of life. Come on. So good. Any last words, my friend? Well, I just would love one, one thing you said something so profound that I just want to highlight as we close. And it's the difference between hurting or harming. Like there is such a difference and it's about having a great boundary and knowing, Hey, when I set this boundary up, it might've hurt you, but this is actually what is enriching my life and my relationship. So I have to make this choice versus doing what you were just talking about, blowing somebody off and harming them. I think what you said, Tiffany, was so powerful. There is a difference between hurt and harm. And it's okay if somebody receives your no and it hurts them and you are not harming them, but you are just saying no because it's the best thing you could do for your life. Don't worry about that. You can't control other people's reactions to your boundaries and you cannot control other people's reactions to your no's, but you have to continue to make choices to to build the beautiful life and dream that you want for your life. That's so true. You really can't control people's reactions. and. can't. We all want to control everything yes, all the time. Absolutely. And we can't, and that's hard, but yes. you have to still live your life. I think something else you mentioned about responding and hurting and harming is that so many of us are just afraid to have those hard conversations. So what do we do? We ghost people. Yeah. And we still have to say, I'm so sorry, I don't have time for that at this that's in this right. season. Yep. We still have to, we still have to, we're not saying a response to explain yourself, but you still need to be a, an adult. A like responsible a, communicator. A responsible right. communicator, yeah. <laughs> Ghosting is not the goal here. No, that um, is not responsible. <laughs> no, and I understand if, and it's not ghosting when you ignore all those DMs from strangers. That's just called you ain't got time yes. for that. But Correct. We don't ghost our close friends. We don't ghost. Right. Um, our boss. Nope. Don't do that. Yep, don't that's do right. that. We, that's right. But we communicate in a kind <laughs> yes. manner that we would want to be communicated with. How would you feel if you were on the receiving end of that email, text, phone call, any of those kind of things? If, if, if we could handle that, if we can live with that and we can yes. go to sleep knowing, you know what? I said that with kindness. I can, I can put my, my stamp of approval on that. Then 
and we can carry on. That's exactly right. Well, thanks for joining us. It is always a pleasure for you to join in on our conversations. We are here for you. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Can't wait. Bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.